Hello friends. Welcome to Life Sower Ministries teaching ministry. Today we're going to talk about humbleness. A subject not many of us want to talk about, even myself. Um, but as we get into the scriptures, you're going to see why those that follow Jesus Christ should be humble. But before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father God, I just praise you. I just thank you. Uh, I thank you that you created us. You created us to be objects of your love, and we just praise you for that. We thank you for sending your son Jesus, who humbled himself and showed us the way to you, so that we may spend all eternity with you, all time with you. And we just praise you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you will guide my words as I speak and that you will keep me humble. I just praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. All right, I'm going to be talking about two scriptures today. The first scripture is going to be Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 11. All right, let us read. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others, too. You must have the same attitude that Jesus, Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore God elevated him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, let's go through this. Paul's telling the Philippians, he says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of yourselves, thinking that others is better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but also the interests of of others and then he gives us the reason why we should do this the reason we should do this is because our God our Creator Jesus who is God in the flesh and it says here though he was God other translations might be say he was in the form of God but either way God came into the flesh he was born as a baby and lived a human life and during that lifetime at the end of that lifetime he was hung on a criminal's cross he was crucified nails were placed through his hands hammered through his hands through his ankles and he hung there and suffocated on the cross Let's, let's just think about 
what this really means, what really happened here. The God of the universe, the one who spoke, and everything we know came into existence. The one who has all power and all glory lived as a man. He could have came and demanded from us worship. He could have came as a king. He could have had all power here on earth. He could have been the king of kings on earth. And all people come and flock to him and kiss his feet and give him jewels and gold. And he could rule over this earth. That's not the God we serve if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. That is not the God we serve. We serve a God who has all glory but is great enough who loves his people enough that he humbled himself and became a man. He first was a baby humbled himself, had to be taken care of, had parents who he had to obey, lived on earth and had to obey the laws of men and live among men. And when they denied him, he did not use his power to punish them. Instead, the very people that denied him the very people that, that sinned against him. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. And died on a cross. One of the most horrible deaths a man could die. He was hung on a cross by his hands with nails and his feet with nails and hung there and was and suffocated the death on his own blood and was left there to die he did that for you he did that for me the very people that sin against him that spit in his face and don't trust in him the very people that worship everything but him Worship money, worship people, worship our things, worship our position. Those very people he died for. So what Paul's telling us here is that if the very God of the universe can humble himself and die for people that didn't deserve it, the God of the universe who is perfect, and has never done anything wrong would die for those that have done everything wrong so if the God of the universe can do that how much more can his followers do when they are spit on or even as small as getting your order wrong in the driveway in the drive-thru or when your kids talk back or when your boss gets on to you for something 
how much more from God can God's people who don't even have any place in the world except for because of what Jesus Christ did without Jesus we are nothing we have no rights but I hear all the time that's my right I have a right to this and I have a right to that well Jesus showed us the way to live and is that even though he had all rights he died on a cross for us for those that hated him for those that is that sinned against him it says in another place in the Bible that while we were still sinners Christ died for us while you were still sinner Christ died for you just let that sink in for a minute the God of the universe died for you a sinner he humbled himself and became to the lowest position of a slave and he died for you so how much more can you follower of Jesus humble yourself when you are wronged when people cuss at you or tell you you're wrong or yell at you or even as small as somebody cutting you off in traffic or just saying something you don't like or doing something you don't like how much more can you Christian follower of Jesus Christ humble yourselves and be like your your Savior your Lord be like him and humble yourselves and just take a wrong take persecution like Jesus did Jesus said that those that follow me will be persecuted he said that if if the teacher was persecuted for righteousness sake how much more will his followers his disciples be persecuted for righteousness sake so we must be humble and it says here in Philippians we read this that because he humbled himself and was obedient to his father in heaven God raised him to the highest place he is the name that is above all names that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow those in heaven all angels in heaven will bow to him all people in heaven will bow to him those that are on the earth will bow to him those that accept him and those that don't accept him will one day bow to him and those under the earth though talking about those evil forces Satan and his minions one day will bow to Jesus and it's all because he the perfect lamb humbled himself to the point of death so how much more are you follower Jesus can you humble yourselves and be like your Lord and Savior Jesus how much more can you do that today I feel like that's enough but I did say that I was going to talk about two scriptures so what is our we had our conviction we had our 
teaching of what we should change. And I feel like we should have some type of encouragement going away. So that's why we are going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 5, excuse me, it says, In the same way, you younger men must accept the authority of the elders. And then it says, in case you think it wasn't talking to you, it says, And all of you serve each other in humility, for God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Another translation says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The NIV says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. How many times? I'm repeating that several times until it sticks in, even in my own mind. God opposes the proud. When I am proud, and I think I've accomplished everything, God opposes me. But when I am humble... He gives me favor. He gives me grace. When when I accept that I am wrong sometimes, and that sometimes I don't do things the right way, sometimes I don't have all the answers, and I humble myself, or my boss tells me I'm wrong and I accept it, I may go away grumbling, <laughs> let's be honest, but I accept it. I don't talk back. I humble myself. That's the way we should be living. We should be humbling ourselves because when we humble ourselves, God gives us favor. That means that he will look out for us if you are humble. But if you are proud, it's basically implying that he's not going to give you favor. He's not going to look out for you. Now, he'll still look out for you in a certain way, but you know there's degrees of God's favor. But he's saying if you're humble, he's basically saying you're going to get all his favor. So let's read on. It says, starting in verse 6, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Humble yourselves before the mighty power of God. That means that we should be doing whatever we can to listen to his spirit. To read his word so we know what his voice sounds like. To surround ourselves with God's presence through other followers of Jesus. Through teachings, through reading the Bible, through books that talk about the Bible. Whatever it is that talks about Christ, we should humble ourselves and become obedient to him. And it says that if you are humble, not only will it give he give you grace and favor like I just said a minute ago, he will lift you up in honor in the right time. Jesus said that if you follow me, that if you humble yourselves, that if you love your fellow human beings, that if you follow him, 
that even in this life, God will honor you. But so much more, we don't even worry about this life because we look forward to a life after this life. That is the life where God will really exalt you and raise you up with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. And you will live with him forever. Let's take a minute to think about that. If you are humble, if you humble yourselves and be obedient to God and trust in him, and trust in him alone he will exalt you in due time he will raise you up and he will give you all you need and take care of everything you need in this life and in the afterlife because that is the God we serve if you follow Jesus Christ the God we serve is merciful he is gracious and he loves his people and he wants good for his people. He doesn't want evil for his people. God does not put sickness and disease on his people. He does not put us through trials. It says in James that God cannot be tempted with evil. And James goes on and say that the trials and temptations we go through are actually of our own making. Now, that doesn't mean that you directly made your trials and temptations. It may have been another person. We, we live in a, in a connected world, and the sins of other people affect us, and our sins affect other people, and just sin in general affects everything. It stains the whole world we live in, and that is why you go through trials and temptations. That is why our house burned down. A few years back that is why we have disease in our body is because of our own sin and other people's sin but not because we directly did something it's because because of our sin that's what goes on but God took care of that when hence when he sent Jesus to die on the cross he took care of our sin and through the name of Jesus through faith, through trust. Faith is not simple belief that Jesus existed or that he died on the cross. Faith that is biblical faith is a trusting belief. It is a belief that is trusting in God, that God saved us from our sins and he has placed righteousness inside of us. And all these things I'm talking about, they sound hard. But because if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the very Spirit of God inside of you. And that is how you can be humble, is relying on the Spirit of God to get you through. When you are not able to be humble, you ask the Holy Spirit for help, and you humble yourself for Him. And whatever He tells you to do, that's what you do. That is how we can do what I've just been talking about today is to trust in God. Trust that when someone cuts you off in traffic, God will take care of it. Trust that when things don't go your way, God will take care of it. Trust that when everybody is against you, God will take care of it. It will all work out for good. The Word says that 
all things work out for good for those that trust him and follow him, those that are called according to his purpose. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ today, that is you. God will work out all things for good for you if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. So trust in him no matter what is happening, no matter who comes against you, no matter what. Somebody could point a gun at you or threatening to kill you. God will take care of it. Even if it's not in this life, God is going to take care of it. At the end of time, when God comes back, when Jesus comes back, at the end of time, all accounts will be settled. It says that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Even believers, we will have a judgment seat that we stand before God. And Paul says we will have to give an account for everything that we've done in this body, good or bad. But our judgment will be so much better than those that have not followed Christ. They will have a judgment, unfortunately. But that is the justice of God. That is the love of God, as strange as that may seem. His judgment on unbelievers is the love of God. His judgment on us, his followers, is the love of God. But I'm getting off on a rabbit trail here. In the same book, Peter says that everything we need for life and godliness we have in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. You may be saying, how can I do this? How can I humble myself? How can I do what you are asking me to do? The answer is you have everything you need for life and godliness through Jesus Christ. He did not leave us as orphans, he told us. <laughs> he said that it is better he told the disciples, it is better that I am going away. Because when I go to heaven to sit at the right hand of my Father, I will send another comforter. I will send the Holy Spirit. And he will be with you for all time. God will be with you for all time. Right now, God is with you if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. He is with you. He does not want to punish you. He does not want to harm you. He wants good things for you. But he expects us to do our part. We have this little bitty part. God will take care of the rest. We take care of the little part. God takes care of everything else. Do your part. Be humble. Decide today that you are going to be humble. Start to think like Jesus, who, being the very God in the flesh, humbled himself and died for the people that hated him. Yes, we don't like to think of it that, but before you were a follower of Jesus Christ, you hated God. You were against him. You were a sinner. And while you were in that state, before you were even born, and your destiny was known, God knew your destiny, 
and he died for you. He became a servant. So how much more can you, follower of Jesus Christ, be humble? So be humble today. Thank you for watching this video, and have a blessed day.